Welcome back to the Unapologetic Me podcast. What? Nah, man. Welcome to the Soul Quest podcast with your host, Kirby. Yo, what the actual fuck is up? Welcome back. Actually, it's a welcome back to me. I don't even know where to start here because there is so much to talk about. Like literally, I don't even know when my last episode dropped because I don't even want to look and see how long it's been since I've talked with you. There is so much for us to catch up on and a lot of things for me to share. So let's start with the first one. Let's start with the elephant in the room. There's a new podcast name. So we switched from the Unapologetic Me podcast to the Soul Quest podcast. When I first started this podcast, I got the download to create a podcast in November 2019. And that was probably, I don't know, six months before I actually did it. For your reference, when you're getting downloads to do things, that means your soul wants you to do them right then, not wait six months. FYI, just kidding. But for real though. Anyways, I did it six months later, whatever. And I remember being in my head a bit about it. Like, like what do I name this podcast? You know, what if it's the wrong name? This and that. There had been another woman who I had um, had started listening to, I think in 2019. And she was at the phase of shifting the name of her podcast. And I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she's doing that, this, that, and the other. I was in a judgmental phase, clearly, because I was judging her for it, low key. But when I was putting out the this podcast and calling it Unapologetic Me, Source said to me, I got a download saying, we don't freaking care what the name of your podcast is, and you're eventually going to change it. So do what feels really good right now, and when you feel in a place to change the name, then change the name. And I remember thinking like, nah, nah, I'm not going to change it. Well, lo and behold, here we are. (laughs) Joke was on me. But I will say at the time, and I still love the name Unapologetic Me because that's exactly how we're supposed to be living unapologetically, but dum boom. I really want to talk into more of our journeys, our quests, our quests for living. You know what I mean? And that is really what I'm talking about through sharing my own quest, my own healing journey, my own evolution, my own journey back to myself and empowering you and inspiring you to do the same in your life through my own process. So I felt that it was time. I felt that it was time for a new name. Everything over the span of this kind of break from my podcast, there's a lot that happened in my personal life, which is the biggest reason why my podcast took a huge hold. Hello, I had a baby. What? And literally I had a baby. That's the reason why there was the ultimate hold on the podcast. If you've been missing me, I'm so sorry, but I had a freaking baby. We're going to get into that in a minute. Um, But back to the podcast part. Now where I'm at, there is so much clarity in my business There is so much clarity in my deeper part of my purpose, living from intention, living from the heart space, being deeply committed and connected with myself, which is just so exciting. You know what I mean? And yeah, you know, I'm here to inspire and empower you on your own quest, on your own journey back to yourself. And it is a soul quest. Our souls came here for a reason. We, at the beginning of our lives, we get the programming and all those conditioning and all the parts that make us forget who the fuck we are, why our soul is here, what we're doing. And the journey of our life, the journey back to ourselves is the quest of our soul to come back and remember and 
reawaken. I don't even like the term awakening or reawakening. I It's a remembering that's happening. Like this is actually who you have always been and you are remembering that this is why you're here and this is who you are and that you've always known this so deep within your freaking bones. And the point is, is your life is the quest of your soul and what you're supposed to be doing and being guided by your highest self and living in alignment and shedding, living in the light and shedding the dark. And you can only step deeper and deeper and deeper into your light, into your alignment, into your authenticity, as long as you allow yourself to shed the dark. It's a two-part process. I've said this time and time again. You cannot go so bright into the light without facing the dark. And that is what we are doing. That is the point of the healing journey and opening up and connecting with your own gifts and your intuition. And that is your divine right as a being here on this planet at this time. You are meant to be listening and trusting your highest self, guidance from your soul for what you are to be doing here on earth. You're not supposed to be figuring it out. You're supposed to be listening. And the more you shed and shed and shed like a freaking onion, the layers of an onion, the more that you open up to the beauty that is within you, that has always been there. Nothing is outside of you. You're not searching for a new thing to fill you. It is within you. All of it is within you. You are a beautiful blossoming rose, beautiful blossoming flower, and you are meant to be getting the guidance from deep within. It comes from within you. And the more that you crack open and start living from this heart-centered place, the more you get in alignment with your soul and fulfilling the quest that you came here and to earth at this time. Woo! What a beautiful opening to the podcast. I, If you can't tell, I am ecstatic to be back. Ecstatic to be back. I'm different. I'm still the same, but let me tell you, girl... I am more authentic. I am back into myself. Man, when I start going into you about what it has been like the last year and a half with pregnancy and then becoming a mother, it has been a, I've, I've been reborn like 30 to 50 times over the last year and a half. It was insane for my own healing journey and I cannot wait to share about all of it. But I, I have not ever felt so clear, so in alignment, so good, and just really ready to like fuck the shit out of this year. Part of my French, but I'm keeping it so freaking real. Like I am so clear and in alignment with what I'm doing. And I'm so excited about everything that I'm doing and I'm helping. And it's just really amazing. It's a really amazing feeling. I feel excited about it and I just can't wait. And the podcast is a big part of that. I love chatting with you, sharing with you, inspiring you and connecting with you every single week. And in case you didn't know, this is about you. I'm sharing my life for you. It's not really about me. It's for me to empower you because nothing that you do in your life and on your journey has to do with me at all. I'm here as a mirror to show you and guide you for your own journey. And it is all within you. And I'm just cracking open pieces of you for you to see yourself clearer. And I'm going to keep doing it. And I'm going to keep pushing you because I see your potential. And I want nothing but amazing things for you. And I'm excited for you and being here to support you on your journey. That's the biggest part of my purpose is to be here to support you and to empower you and to inspire you 
and to do everything that I can to help you evolve and grow within your life because you deserve it. Because you have a one in 400 trillion chance of being here on earth. And let me tell you, baby, you are not here by chance. And if you've ever thought or questioned your place or purpose here on earth, or that maybe you didn't have a place or a purpose, then let me remind you that you are here for a reason. You might not know that reason right now, but you are here for a reason. And I needed somebody to remind me of that when I was suicidal and I was struggling so hard with my mental health. And I'm going to remind you that you're here for a reason. And no matter how difficult things have been, what you've been through, all of that is valid, but you are here for a reason and none of that defines you. Those are bumps on the road that you have experienced to get to this deeper alignment of who you are. And anything is possible for you in your life. And I promise you, if I could overcome the things that I have been through, and there is a lot, I'm going to open up to a lot more things that I haven't shared about. If I could overcome the things that I've overcome, then I know that you can too. It is possible for every single person. And living in alignment and abundance and freedom and peace and love and joy and happiness is the way of living. That is how we are supposed to be living. This other bullshit, these lies that you've been fed about shame, not feeling good enough, fear, worry, insecurities, guilt, bullshit, bullshit. That's not the way we're supposed to be living. This fear, this negativity that our world has been thriving off of. Fuck that. I'm, we're done with that. It is time to step into the real utopia of love, peace, freedom, abundance. And if your life is so radically far away from that right now, then I know that that might seem like not possible for you, but I'm telling you it is. It is. And if you can even just listen to the words and believe and trust and know that that can be a reality for you, then you can open and awaken that peace within your consciousness and start stepping deeper and deeper into the true reality of how we're supposed to be living here on earth. Because I can tell you, not feeling good enough is not the fucking way. Questioning yourself, doubting yourself, feeling insecure, not the fucking way. Comparing yourself to others, fuck that. We're done with that. Oh man, did I go through that shit this past year and a half. We're done with that, okay? That ain't you. That's not why you came here. Are you kidding me? One out of 400 trillion and you came here to compare yourself to others? Girl, uh -uh. uh-uh. We're leaving that in 2022. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're so done with that. Like that's not moving forward at all. No more shaming yourself. No more sitting there falling into a victim self-sabotage spiral. That's old news, girl. We're stepping into the new world, your new world, your new reality. I'm not even going to go into, you know, with all this stuff in the spiritual world with 5D contracts. I don't even care about that. This is your reality. You embody and live in your truth and you inspire and allow and give others the possibility to do it as well. But in doing that, in deciding that you're going to step and live in your power, you've got to be willing to let go of anything in your life that doesn't align with that. And that's the hard part. That, my friends, is the hardest part about the healing journey because a lot of times that includes friendships that you've had for a really long time. Have I had some friendship breakups? Woo! Hate those, but love that for me because every time I say no to someone else, I say yes to me. You know what? I deserve to be said yes to. Because if no one else is going to say yes to me, I'm going to say yes. That also includes letting go of relationships with family members. That's a toughie. It is a toughie. 
But you know what? When you stop living in your karmic destiny and instead start living in your divine destiny and you start releasing yourself from the karmic patterns and the generational patterns and you can start living in a divine aligned destiny, that's where the magic happens. But you can't have both. And unfortunately, family bullshit ain't going to make the cut into going into your divine destiny. So you've got to be willing to really look at yourself and be like, I'm letting go of this family bullshit. And I'm, I'm going to challenge you right now to look in your life and where are you self-sabotaging yourself, especially with family shit? Oh, well, I, you know, I, I allow this because it's my sister. Wrong answer. Because it's my mother. Nope. My father, nope. My dog, nope. You can't self-sabotage and expect to live in alignment, fulfilling your destiny on this soul quest. Like you literally cannot expect that. You have to be willing to let go of the family patterns, the enmeshment, the codependency, the letting your mom walk all over you or people call and needing you to drop everything at the moment, drop of a hat, people who wouldn't drop shit for you at the drop of a hat. Look in your life. If somebody isn't showing up for you the way you show up for them, you need to analyze that relationship. I'm going to tell you the lack of boundaries in our society is one of the biggest reasons why people are fucking miserable. And in case you're wondering, I still have a boundary with my family. <laughs> Best decision I ever made. I'll get more into boundaries this season, this year. I don't know how I'm going to work this with, I guess this would technically be considered season two of the podcast. I don't know. I hope to never have another hiatus. But I will get more into boundaries because we need to talk into it because <laughs> the lack of boundaries is what's destroying people and creating serious resentment. You begin to resent your family, the people that you claim to love the most because you have to sabotage yourself to show up to be around them. How about we leave that bullshit in 2022 and you start really being honest with yourself and that your mom's needs are not above your needs. Your, your dads, your sisters, your cousins. Gosh, I used to be the ultimate family self-saboteur. And then I would show up bitter and resentful to these family events. And then I would wonder why I was so fucking unhappy. I did it to myself. You can blame anyone else in your family. I'm, I'm keeping it so real right now because I'm feeling hot. You can blame everyone in your family for the way that stuff is. But if you're allowing it to happen... It's your fault, baby. It's your fault. And I'm not victim shaming, okay? I'm talking about you allowing patterns to continue to show up in your life because you don't have the courage or the strength to stand up for yourself. How can you expect anyone else to stand up for you, to love you, to support you, to be there for you if you don't do it for yourself? And unfortunately, and when it comes to family stuff, we really let shit slide, and it's the reason why there's a lot of unhappiness. And then there's all this, it creates this awful ripple effect. Because then it creates you becoming more judgmental. And you know what you put out, you get back. So then you're judging more. So you're attracting back in more people to judge you. And then you're becoming more bitter. So you're putting out bitterness and you're attracting in more bitterness. And then you become more gossipy. So then you're gossiping and projecting onto other people. So then you attract more bullshit to gossip about. And you stay in this fucking cycle. And then not only that, then you keep watching trash TV full of gossiping, judgmental, insecure, unhappy people because that's what you're feeding in your life. 
Why do you think that they know that they keep nonsense on these reality TV shows? Because it keeps people in this bitter, angry, resentful, unhappy cycle of judging and gossiping about other people, which is you pointing the finger at yourself and judging and gossiping about yourself. Because what we project out is what we are denying in ourselves. Wow, that was a tangent. Ah, welcome to the podcast. Oh, I love you. Anyways, so the new name, Soul Quest. I think it's fitting. Do you? Do you think it's fitting? Because I think it's fitting. Let's talk about the second elephant in the room. I'm still living in Mexico and I had a fucking baby. Okay, what? If you've listened to the beginning of the podcast, I'll keep all the episodes up because I love them. I told you I was calling in this divine little soul, but I didn't know that the little turkey was going to pull the rug out from underneath me and smack me across my face. I'm going to get into this on a completely separate episode to really talk into what happened. But let me tell you, I found out I was pregnant the last couple days of June 2021 because near now in January 2023, holy cannoli, right? And within, I got pregnant mid-June, and I highly recommend every single woman gets off of birth control because it's awful for you and it's destroying you inside. And just track your cycles. I was a cycle tracker, and so I know when I was ovulating, I always ovulated, I believe, on the 14th of the month. So I got pregnant then, because you can, in case you didn't know, you can only get pregnant when you're ovulating. You can't get pregnant all month long. So I got pregnant then, and then we found out at the end of June. So just two weeks later, I'll again, I'll explain this whole story a whole nother time. And within a week after that, so I was about three, four weeks pregnant, I was bedridden. This pregnancy, oh my God, it was the worst thing I've ever experienced. You know what? I really wanted to love being pregnant, but let me tell you, I did not. I despised it. It was fucking awful. And it's not because I didn't have a positive mindset. It was fucking brutal. And you know what? We don't talk about it enough. How insane pregnancy can be. This pregnancy smacked me across my face and it just kept smacking me. I lost 20 pounds in my first trimester. I could not eat a GD thing. Okay. God, this pregnancy was so fucking awful. It was like the worst experience of my life. I'm not even joking. I was so bedridden. I was bedridden for like seven months. That's why you guys didn't see me. The fact that I was even able to show up for full moon healings during that time, I think that's all I did. I was barely on social. Full and new moon healings I was doing because I still was had that um, moon circle membership at the time. I have my new membership now in case you didn't know. Anything else outside of that? No. Like I was annihilated. Annihilated. And then I, uh, some serious stuff ended up happening December of last year. Then I got COVID over Christmas for two weeks. That was brutal. While being pregnant, that was insanity as well. I gave birth to my beautiful baby girl, February 27th, and a divine manifested home birth, zero intervention, 10 out of 10 Apgar baby. It was a 15-hour labor. It was beautiful. It was divine. The only thing that didn't happen in the way that I thought it was, was having it in the water. But again, I will have a separate podcast to kind of chat more into that. So then that thrust me into this whole psychotic first year of parenting. And if you're a parent, then you freaking get it. Let's talk about how fucking hard it is to be a parent. Again, I was humbled. I was humbled. I was humbled in my pregnancy and thinking that I knew what it was like to be pregnant. Oh no, it's going to be a great pregnancy. I'm going to love it. Blah, 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 blah. Wrong. False. Oh my God. Same thing with parenting. Not that I didn't love it. 
But I thought I knew. You know what I mean? (laughs) Joke was on me. I thought I knew what I was getting into. I did not. I did not. I simply did not. If you could see me sitting here now, right, shaking my head. I was humbled quickly. You know, babysitting your nieces and nephews is not the same as having your own child. (laughs) Imagine that. The recovery from birth was not bad and I did not have any postpartum issues. But let me tell you, my midwife and my uh, acupuncturist told me, they were like, listen, mostly my midwife told me this. She was like, usually you won't have everything hard. She's like, so if you have a really tough pregnancy, usually you'll have a pretty good postpartum or you'll have a good birth or whatever it is. So she wasn't wrong in that because I did have a great birth, even though, again, I'll get into that in the birthing episode. And I didn't have a bad postpartum. I would have potentially had a bad postpartum. I tried to eat my placenta and that immediately started thrusting me into depression. So I'll get into that. So I stopped that after four days because I was like, "Uh uh-uh, I ain't doing that. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, I paid my dues in my, my pregnancy while I was pregnant. It's just that the second that you have an infant, it's like there's no book, there's no pamphlet, there's no website, there's no person until you're in it yourself. There is no way that you can truly understand what it is like to all of a sudden have a child to take care of. And I also am a breastfeeding mother. And that's a whole nother ball game. And I think I had said this on social at some point recently. Right now I'm on a current Instagram hiatus because yo, again, mental health. If you need to do that, yo, do that. One of the best things I've ever done is taken a step back from Instagram. Instagram is a soul sucker. If you feel bad about yourself, get the fuck off of Instagram, let me tell you. I think I low-key used to judge moms. I'm going to be honest about this. I think I low-key used to judge moms who did formula feeding. I don't judge you. It is full on doing breastfeeding. It is so full on. Like, <laughs> it is insane. And I, I think I read a thing saying that breastfeeding equivalates to doing 1.5 jobs. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And it is mentally, emotionally, and physically taxing. And if you have to do anything outside of breastfeeding, it is damn near impossible. Like it is so full on to breastfeed and it is so upsetting that our world does not honor and support women in the way that it should for like what we try to do. And the fact that our bodies like create food for our baby for like five years, right? Like you nourish it while you're, it's in you pregnant and then you could breastfeed. I don't even know for how many years. It's just insane. It's insane. Again, I'll have to go into a whole nother episode about that. It wasn't until October, November, actually November, which was like two months ago where my daughter was nine months that it actually hit me that like I was a mom. And that like, this is my new reality. It's like there was a piece of me that felt like things were going to go back to the way they were prior to me getting pregnant. And I like hadn't accepted the fact that like that was not going to happen. And I guess there was a part of me that kind of wished that it was because I, I would be lying if I didn't say that I miss my old life. I love my daughter and I'm proud and honored to be a mother and to be a part of women who are mothers. But I do miss my old life. I am a businesswoman. I, I, I am somebody who enjoys what I do in working. And I never have been someone who ever wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. 
no hate if you do want that because it's a beautiful divine thing and also so fucking hard. But that's never been me and I've never ever wanted that. And that's why up until I was 30 years old, I didn't want to have kids because I felt like unless I was going to be a stay-at-home mom that I wasn't going to be a good mom. And since Pablo and I both work from home and we're now tag teaming and taking care of our daughters and running our businesses, I don't love it. I don't love having to find this balance between parenting my daughter and doing work because there's a lot of times, and this is sad for me to admit, that I, I want to be doing more work. And I hate that I can't work the way that I worked before. I, I do miss it a bit. I'm not saying I don't love my daughter. I'm not saying I don't want to have her. It's just, it's a weird transition when you're like a business focused and me really, and it's not even like business. It's like, I genuinely want to help so many people on their healing journeys. And it's just been tough. I'll admit that it's been tough and we're finding a flow and I'll talk into it more, but like, we also didn't hire any help. We have yet to have any help with our daughter. It's only right now. I'm currently in New Jersey visiting Pablo's family. It's only been now that we have had any amount of help in allowing his family to watch our daughter. And that's because I don't trust anybody. And I also know and believe the reasons why it's so important in the early months and early years for the mother and father to be heavily involved with the child because it really breeds a very secure attachment within them and it nourishes them and it gives them a strong nervous system foundation and all the things that I'm helping people heal from I'm trying to avoid having my daughter have to go through that by putting all this stuff in place but that means it puts a serious weight on the parent's back and we don't live in a world where there is the support that there should be and that you can actually trust that people will actually help you with your children in a very safe way. And I just, I don't trust it. I am a little bit psychotic. I'm not going to lie. Like for the first four months of my daughter's life, nobody held her except for me and Pablo. We didn't really have anyone coming over anyways. It wasn't like an intentional thing that we did that. But let me tell you, we have a very independent daughter as a result of this. She is, I could pass her to any person anywhere and she will not be upset about it. Like she is so secure. There's no, you know, this like relationship attachment styles, like anxious attachment, avoidant. No, 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 She don't have none of those. She has a strong, secure attachment because we really imp- implemented that in her as a young child. But I would be lying if I didn't say that it was so hard on me and Pablo. And our relationship has suffered this past year. We never have ever fought. <laughs> and the reason why we have in our first year of parenting is for two reasons, stress and lack of sleep. Let me tell you, can I just tell you how much I miss sleeping? Like even right now, my daughter's teething now. She, in the last couple of days, she cut her first tooth and the second one is cutting through on the bottom. And I'm up all night with her breastfeeding and like, all I want to do is sleep. I want to sleep. That's what I want to do. I want to go to sleep for like a week. I miss sleeping so freaking much. Like, oh my God, that is the worst and the hardest part about parenting is the lack of sleep. I could handle all the stuff during the day if I had a good night's sleep, but throw in all of the intensity of the day on top of 10 months of broken sleep. Oh, this is why they literally torture people when you've become like abducted by taking away their sleep because it literally makes you feel psychotic. I miss sleeping. 
Yeah, I really do. I don't know when that's going to come back. Probably never. If you're listening and you're a parent, you're probably like, girl, you ain't never going to sleep again. But yeah, that's that. I will talk more. I'll talk more into all my baby stuff. There was so much freaking generational healing that happened with that insanity. I was not expecting that. I didn't share with my family that I was pregnant. I also think a big reason why I didn't speak about it on social media was because I have a boundary with my family and I also know that there is no respect coming from my family and that they were all stalking me. And I, there was a big part internally within me that I didn't want to share this with them because I didn't want to hear what they had to say. And I also, I didn't want my daughter to be the reason why they fucking stopped being jackasses. It's not my daughter's job to make you a better person and for you to realize that you're behaving nastily towards me. I didn't want them to use her as a reason for making better choices because you know what? I am enough. I am enough of a reason for you to want to change things in our family. And if you couldn't see that prior to my daughter being born, then I'm not going to let you use her as a scapegoat for you to being a better person. If you couldn't see that I was enough, I was verbally telling you the things that I was not okay with in our family and that I was wanting respect and to be treated kindly for my own opinions and values and nobody could do that. The, if They'll all probably say to you that I, this all happened out of nowhere. It did not. For months and years, I had been asking for respect. I had been asking for all of the things that are important to my values and nobody listened. So you know what? I had no choice but to create a no contact boundary. This is what other people also don't realize who are in heavily enmeshed families. And I'll get into enmeshment and codependency and stuff later on in the podcast series and everything. But they think that when somebody chooses to walk away from the family, that they have done it maliciously and it happens out of nowhere. No, no. The person who chooses to create a boundary with the family is they have no other choice because you will not listen to them. You will not hear them. You will not see them. You will not respect them. And so therefore they have no choice but to do it. And from your perspective, from that lower level of consciousness, you may be looking at them like, oh my God, I can't believe that. No, it's because you wouldn't listen. It's very rarely that somebody implements a very strong boundary in a family system out of nowhere. Oh, just randomly, they want to just cut themselves off. Do you also know how difficult it is to cut yourself off from the people that you love the most? If, if you asked my family, they probably would tell you that I don't care about them. I don't love them, all this stuff. No, do you know how much I love my family? I still, to this day, I send them positive love energy every day because I want to heal this situation with love. That's where I want to heal it from. I do love them. I love them dearly, but you know what? I love me more. And it's not fair for me to continue to stick around in a family system that is full of toxic and abusive behavior and have to self-sabotage constantly for me to be around them. And you know what? I'm not going to put my daughter through it and I'm not going to put Pablo through it. That's not fair to them to have to deal with that. I, For the sake of my daughter... There's no way in fucking hell. Are you kidding me? You think I'm going to put her through what I've been through? No. No. And I especially know that no, there's been no evolution. And, and this is the thing too. You want to believe that when you remove yourself from the family system, that that will be enough 
for them to be like, oh man, like I really want to make things right with Kirby or, or I love her or what's going on here. Or maybe there's something wrong here. Like what, what needs to be done here? But let me tell you, just because you're on the healing journey, just because you've implemented a boundary, that doesn't mean that's going to wake them up. That doesn't mean that they're going to like all of a sudden open their eyes, take off these foggy ass goggles that they're wearing and be like, Hey, Oh yeah, I see your point of view. No, they are living in a cycle of self-sabotage themselves. They're living in a wounded place. Like they're in the swamp, man. They can't see outside the swamp because they're in it. They can't even see your perspective. You're speaking another language. You're saying to them like, hey, I really want you to respect me. And all they hear is blah, 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 blah. They're like, yo, what's Kirby talking about over there? They, they cannot hear you. They cannot understand you because you are speaking about something that is not in their consciousness. Respect? Psh. They probably have never respected anybody in their freaking life. It's like when some people are stuck in the cycle, they, they cannot hear these outside things. And there's no way in freaking hell that they're going to own up to the fact that that might be something that they're doing. Because even for me, if you would have asked me, <laughs> my God, prior to being on my own healing journey, I would have been like, my family is so amazing. There's no trauma. There's nothing wrong there. Oh my God, geez, so delusional what everybody says it's so funny <laughs> nobody thinks they have trauma until they start tapping in doing the healing work you know what I mean the biggest issue in my family is everyone gangs up on each other and they all gossip about each other and it's a really gross vicious cycle and I tried to tell my mom how I felt for months for a long time and she would not hear me and then it makes me look like the villain but I'm just the one who's choosing to not follow the herd to not fall in line like a soldier. Families like for people to follow the status quo, which is why they use the excuse, but it's family. This is just how it is. Well, just because that's how it's been doesn't mean that it's right. And I disrupted it in my family. I disrupted the status quo. And then they all gang up and they use the excuse. Don't you know what we've done for you? Again, families love to use that. Don't you know what I've done for you? I put a roof over your head. Damn the boomer mindset, man. They think that basic like basic needs met was like providing you the best fucking life of your life. Like I gave you food. I gave you a roof over your head. Those are basic needs. You chose to have me. You're supposed to provide a roof over my head. You know what I mean? Like it's not it doesn't need to be talked about. This is why a lot of people with boomer parents don't want to have a relationship with their parents because if there was no deep emotional connection. You know, I, I have no memories of my mother hugging me. She never kissed us. Like my mom, super emotionally detached. If there's no emotional connection established between the parents and the child, when the child becomes an adult, their basic needs don't need to be met. They don't need a roof over their head. They don't need you to buy them food. They don't need you to clothe them. So what do they need you for if there's no emotional connection? They don't. And I realized that my relationship with my mother was based upon the fact that she would call me and complain about her life and everyone in our family and anyone who was connected with our family, anyone who had married into our family and then their family and just gossip and talk shit for hours. And for years, I fed into it. I watered that seed for her. I allowed it to happen. I played an active role in it because I let her do it. And then when I stopped letting her do it, she stopped calling me 
because I realized we actually, I thought that we had this amazing relationship, but then I realized we had nothing in common. What we had in common was a trauma bond of my mom emotionally dumping on me and gossiping and judging other people. That's not a relationship. That's not a relationship. I had a viral TikTok. I don't even know when, who knows, months ago, probably. Can, I, can you believe that I have 300,000 followers on TikTok? What the heck? It's wild. I hope you should know that I, I'm not like someone who's like, I am an influencer, a follower account. Blah, blah, blah. I can't believe it. I still think it's crazy. Are you kidding me? Like, that's crazy. It's amazing. I want to help the world. I want hundreds of millions of people to know about healing because of me, but not because of like an egoic thing. I really am so humble about it. It's um, insane to me. It's so phenomenal to be able to connect with so many people. Anyways, I had a viral TikTok and it was talking about gossiping with your mother and somebody commented on it somebody was triggered (laughs) and they were like oh your mother calling you to gossip is her hanging out with you 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 people find everything to complain about and I was like yo your mother calling to gossip with you is not your mom hanging out with you and that's the problem here we have thought look back to your own family situations how many people call you to genuinely talk about your life, talk about what's really going on, not just to talk about like gossip about politics or this or that or people in the family or did you hear what this happened? Did you see what this girl wore? Or did you, blah, 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 right? How many people actually call you to have genuine intimate conversations? No, they call you because they want to trauma bond with you and gossip and talk shit about other people thinking that they're above them and complain and express their bitterness and anger. And then guess what? You're in that energetic loop of their bitterness, their anger. And then you know what? You're showing energetically that you're okay with bitterness and anger. And then you know what? You attracted more bitterness and anger and resentment and all of that. And it keeps you in this loop. And that's not your mom hanging out with you because if it was, I'll tell you from my own personal experience, when I literally stopped letting my mom do that with me, she stopped calling me. We had nothing to talk about. She would send me text messages to like say about the weather. It's snowing here. Okay, is that it? And then she'd send me like a picture of the snow and I'd be like, cool. And then like, that would be it. And my mom would be like, I don't understand why you're so upset. I chatted with you four months ago. Mom, you texted me that it was snowing. What? What what do you mean? You don't even know what's going on in my life. (laughs) Like, It's insane. Anyways, I didn't expect to go on that whole rant. We could go on about that for days. Hopefully that opened up some seeds in your own life of like, hmm. So there's a lot to talk into. There's a lot that's going to be coming up. Let me kind of chat with you about how the podcast is going to go. I feel like I just gave you a whole bunch of goodness, some juicy goodness. (laughs) But let me chat with you on how the podcast is going to go moving forward. My new podcast, Soul Quest. I love it. Do you love the artwork? Ah, me too. Thanks, girl. Thanks for the compliment. I'm going to be putting out one podcast a week. They are going to go live on Wednesdays. You know why? Because on Mondays, a lot of people like to drop their podcasts on Mondays. No hate. But by the time Wednesday rolls around, you've already caught up to all your podcasts. So whoop, in comes Kirby. Hey, surprise. So my podcasts are going to go live on Wednesdays. Also, I'm not really a Monday kind of girl. That means usually I'm finishing up stuff for the podcast the day before. And so that means I'm going to have to be doing it on Sunday. And for me, (laughs) that's just not going to work. So Wednesdays it is, right? I hope you're happy with that. The way that I would like to do this moving forward is the first week of the month, I would like to do a breakdown of important days astrologically for the month that are going to be happening and my guidance on healing for the month based upon these days. So I really want to talk into that because we know 
that when our planets are moving in and out of different areas, there's good times for healing to be done. And yo, I'm all about that healing. Did you know that? So I'm going to talk into that. The other three episodes for the month were either be me teaching or talking on different topics, sharing more stories about my life, and potentially hmm, interviewing people. But I will say that I probably won't be interviewing too many people because, you know, (laughs) you all know that I really like to talk. And so when I interview someone, that means that I'm not talking and I really would like to talk with you. And I've got a lot of stuff to talk about. So you know what? At least for the next couple months, hopefully you're not mad about this. It's just going to be me talking and teaching and sharing lots of things with you. So hopefully you're super down with that because I'm down with that, right? Let me share some exciting things that are happening right now in the business. Okay. So we have the first full moon of 2023 what the fuck we're in 2023 can we even just talk about that like it's 2023 this is insanity i I can't get over it so wild also let's talk about the fact that my daughter was born in february 2022 to 2022 (laughs) of course she was little divine little angel soul gosh there's so much i have to share with you about her but there's a full moon this friday first full moon of the new year and it is in cancer water sign So I'm going to be doing a new inner child full moon healing. I'm not going to be offering my full moon healings every single month. I am evolving the business, everybody. There's a lot of stuff happening. So there's going to be a lot of other workshops and things that are going to be available. And so I'm not going to be doing a full moon healing every single month. I will be doing a full moon healing in my new membership called The Quest. (laughs) Shocker, are you surprised? Yeah, so the new membership is called The Quest. You cannot get into it right now, but you may have an opportunity to get into it in February. So keep an ear out for that. If you're a part of that membership, you will get access to, I don't know, three or four live events with me per month for the one low payment of $57 a month, you know? So it's pretty worth your while, plus a lot of pre-recorded workshops and trainings and videos to guide you on your healing journey, darling. If you're a part of the membership, then you will get a full moon healing monthly, but I'm not gonna be offering it to everybody outside of the membership every single month. That will only be, I don't know, three or four times a year. But I am offering this first one. So if you want to join that, go ahead and click the link in the description below and you can sign up and join that. And this is only going to be for my podcast people. I'm not even going to be opening this for, you know, anyone who doesn't listen to the pod. But if you want to get an in on that healing, I literally just made this up right now. I just decided because so many of you have been asking me about podcasts and so I want to support you. If you want to sign up for my full moon healing and you want to get a 15% discount, use the code SOULQUEST at checkout and you can get 15% off this full moon healing this Friday. I'm extremely excited about it. The second thing is I am hosting a free 21-day program called 21 Shift. This is exciting. This is happening starting 1-11, January 11th, 2023. You're going to... It's called 21 Shift. If you've heard of 75 Hard, this is a little play off of that. 
We ain't trying to make things hard. We just trying to shift the life. Know what I'm saying? This is a 21 day program to learn the proven habits to take you from feeling stuck, lost, and negative to motivated, happy, and inspired so you can live the life that you have always dreamed of. It takes 21 days to implement a new habit into your life. Most people fail at seeing actual changes for two reasons. One, because they do not know what to do. And two, because they have no accountability. And I'm here to fix that for you. I'm gonna show you exactly what to do and I'm gonna be by your side for 21 days. And this is free to join. I, this is like literally my only free offering that I'm gonna be doing this year. It's gonna be 21 days. You will have access to me as a you know guided coach with you for 21 days. You'll have daily workshops. You'll have four live calls with me. You have an online community for support. You will learn the tools to implement to really begin shifting your life. Change is really easy when you have the right tools, when you have the accountability. And I'm going to be here to guide you. And I'm really excited about this. So it's called 21 Shift. And you can also sign up for that below for free. It'll be about 30 minutes per day that you will be implementing. You will have everything being sent to you every single day. And if you're really in a place where you want to get out of feeling stuck, just feeling lost, just feeling like you don't know what to do and unmotivated, this is really for you. And I really realize like people need, you know, just that guidance and support. And I want to show up for you in that way in your life. And honestly, the way that you change is becoming conscious to what you've been unconscious to. A habit is a set of automatic, unconscious thoughts, behaviors, and emotions that are done over and over again. When you have done something so many times and the body knows how to do it better than the brain, that's when something's a habit. And a lot of times it's these habits that is what keeps us in these loops. The body is going on autopilot and it's doing without even trying. You have to think twice about like how to brush your teeth. No, you don't because it's on autopilot. And habits, a lot of habits that you're carrying are like that too. And those are the things that are keeping you in these old past cycles. If you've had the same behaviors for 10 to 20 years, like your future is going to look just like your past because those behaviors are what determine what your future looks like. What you do in the present is what determines what your future looks like. If you keep the same thoughts, behaviors, and emotions as your past in the present, your future is going to look the same as your past. Because what you do in the present is what determines your future. And if you're behaving as your past in the present, guess what? Your future is going to look just like it. And every morning, people you know, wake up and they start looking for all the issues in their life. And so you're connecting with a past emotion when you're looking for these issues. You say, oh, here's the guilt, the fear, the worry, the anxiety. And then because all of a sudden you're bringing yourself to that emotion, mind follows that with the thoughts. Oh, I remember I'm not good enough. I remember I'm a loser. I'm limited. And then you are in the past. You are immediately being getting chemical hits from your past and your body's in the past. And how you think and how you feel creates your future. This is a vicious self-sabotaging cycle. And your past keeps creating your future and you stay miserable and unhappy. It's, oh my God, it's such a vicious cycle. And your brain 
lives in anticipation. It and it it likes to not have to work harder than it needs to. So it anticipates your life based upon your past. So the more that you're living in anxiety and stress, you are anticipating a future of anxiety and stress, of fear, of worry, of overwhelm. I I remember at the beginning of the year last year, I made a, a TikTok. Worrying is like praying for what you don't want. It's the same thing. Worrying, fear, not feeling good enough, all of that is praying for what you don't want. That is literally keeping you tied chemically to the past because those emotions release chemicals within the body and it keeps you stuck in the past and the key to getting out of the cycle and changing your life is not waiting until not waiting until your day has started to try to make changes you have to start your day deciding as this new person to shift out of those old habits you decide you are in control of your life and you start each day as the best version of you and I'm going to teach you the tools to do that. And that's that's exactly what 21 Shift is about. And I'm ecstatic about it. I'm so excited. This is the only time this year that it's going to be offered. It will not be available for you to get after this point. So if you want to do it live, if you're ready now, if you really want to start the year off and make 2023 your year, this is exactly what will help you in that way. I'm ex- so excited about it. I cannot wait. Currently, I am booked out fully with one-on-one coaching. So that's not an option right now. If you are somebody who is interested in one-on-one coaching, you can send me an email and I can add you onto my list. And when a spot opens up, I can get back to you and let you know if that's something that you're interested in. Please let me know. Lastly, y'all, this is an exciting one. I don't even know if I've announced this live. I might have spoke a little bit into it on Instagram. I am hosting an in-person retreat. Yes. Can you even believe it? I am so excited about this. It's like I knew, I knew that I wanted to do this, right? But I just, I guess I'm just shocked. Like it's actually happening and I'm excited. It's going to be the first or the second week of June, 2023. I will confirm the dates within the next month or so. It's going to be six nights and seven days in Sayulita, Mexico, which is where I live. What is included in the retreat is accommodations at a retreat house, a private chef for all meals, transportation to and from the airport, an intimate group of like-minded people. I'm talking very intimate, only about 10 to 12 people being a part of this. And you will get meditation, yoga, breath work, acupuncture, Reiki, sound healing, shadow work and inner child healing workshops. We'll be doing a Temescal, which is a Mexican sweat lodge and is phenomenal. Hikes in the jungle, sunrise meditations, and there will even be a psilocybin plant medicine ceremony. This is not mandatory, but if you want to take part in a healing ceremony in a very safe space, then this is an opportunity for you to do that. I will also be there to support you in that process as well as others who will be able to support you as well. And then there will also be a day-long boat excursion to some surrounding islands. Like I said, there is very limited spots available. There has already been, I think there's only eight spots available right now. There has been already people who have started signing up And so you can actually, if you want to secure your spot for an early bird price, you can put a deposit down to hold it. And I'm offering right now for you to get it 
for $1,000 off. The total price for the event is $5,000. Right now, you can get it for $4,000. That's everything included. The only thing that's not included is your airfare down there but everything else is included while you're there. You can sign up for $4,000 and right now to secure your spot, you only need to put a deposit of $1,000 down. So really right now, there isn't much that you have to put down and then you can do two payments of whatever is left before the trip comes. So you can kind of do a payment plan if you want to or you can pay in full if you want to. And there is an exciting part. There's a VIP option, which is only limited to three people to spend an additional intimate day with me for one-on-one coaching classes and a dinner and a night out in town. And that is $1,000 more. So when it's at full price, that is $6,000, but right now you can get it for $5,000. And again, you can put a $1,000 deposit or to come to the event just for the six nights and seven days, you can come, it's regular $5,000, but right now you can get it for $1,000 off for the early bird for $4,000. So that's also really exciting. All of the information on all of this stuff is down in the description below. Anyway, that is all. I'm so happy to be back. I'm so excited to be catching you up on everything that's going on. I'm so excited about all of the new offerings and things that are happening in my business and for me to help you and serve you on your journey. It's a really exciting time and I am definitely the happiest I've ever been. Um, I'm so radically committed. I saw a thing on Instagram months ago because I haven't been on Instagram for like two months now, but so it was like three or four months ago about Tony Robbins. If you don't know who Tony Robbins is, he's an amazing person helping lots of people. Somebody was interviewing him and he said, I am radically committed to my own evolution and growth. And that's how I am. That's where I am. It's not a matter of being like obsessed with self-help. It's a matter of we have one fucking life. Like I want to live this life as integral and authentic and becoming the best possible version that I am. And therefore, I am radically committed to my own evolution and growth. And I feel like we all should be. Why wouldn't you want to be committed to your own growth, to the own, your own possibilities for your life? Like mediocre ain't the way. Like I don't want mediocrity in my life. Like I want amazing. I want spectacular. I want like, I want phenomenal. Like I want ravishing and that's how life should be. It should be magic and miracles every single day. Literally, I was on a coaching call today with a client and something happened with like a divine synchronistic and I was I started laughing about it. And I've said this to Pablo and to so many of my friends that like I hope I never get to the point where I stop laughing when a synchronicity happens or like a manifestation comes through because it's so funny and magical when you're really living in alignment and like the things just pop up out of nowhere. Do you know why they have to pop up out of nowhere? Because if you could predict how your manifestation or whatever you're trying to attract in, if you could predict where it was coming from, then it wouldn't be the unknown. It would be in the known and it would already be in your life. So it has to come from the unknown. You can't predict it. Like it has to be something that is out of nowhere 
in a way that you wouldn't expect it because it has to be unknown. If it was known, then you would know. You know what I mean? So I really just hope that I never get to the point where I'm not laughing and excited from all of the magic and miracles that are happening every single day. And there are every single day because I live from intention and I'm setting intentions all throughout my day and all throughout and priming and prepping my subconscious to be in a place of exciting things happening in my life because I want to live an exciting life. I don't want mediocre and you shouldn't either. That's not what you came here for. Your soul didn't take a chance on coming into your body to be here on this earth plane at this point in time for you to settle for mediocrity. And it's time for you to really step up. And it's not about more actions. Yes, we have to take aligned action in our life to fulfill the things that we're being called to fulfill. But it's about being in alignment and in flow and allowing yourself to open your heart daily for the great things that are coming your way and are meant to be in your life. When you're not consciously creating your life, you are leaving it up to chance. And guess what? I just told you, the body doesn't want to work harder than it needs to. And so when you're leaving it up to chance, it's going to go based off of the way you've been in the past. And that's not what you want. You should be consciously co-creating your life every single day. It shouldn't be left up to chance. You should be doing the things to water the seeds of living in the light. That is what you should be doing. That is how you should be living. That's what your soul wants for you. And in the process of doing that, if you haven't done any healing, it's going to pull up the dark. It's going to pull up the shadow and be like, yo, whoa, here's this wound. Heal me. Get rid of it. Wounds only show themselves because they're ready to be healed. Triggers only show up in your life because it's your body's way of communicating you and being like, hey, yo, you got this guilt that you keep pretending ain't here. Heal me. The world is a mirror to how you're feeling inside. So when you're consciously implementing these ways of being in the light, stepping into the light and alignment and the divine path that you're supposed to be on, anything that challenges that, that you're carrying has to be released. That's why pulling up and looking in the shadow, this isn't like pretending like you know the fears and the insecurities aren't there. It's letting yourself acknowledge them and release them. Because then let me tell you, it becomes a lot easier to live in the fucking light. Because there isn't this like, feeling of your arms being shackled or like you're trudging through sand. It's like, no, I am gliding on a beautiful diamond encrusted boat down this epic crystal clear river where everything just flows my way. That sounds a lot better than trudging through sand, man, or mud. Anyways, I don't know where I was going with all of that, but I'm here to inspire you on it. And empower you to be radically committed to your own growth and evolution. And the more that you choose you and start allowing yourself to live in honor and open up to the power that you have within you, you're a fucking magnet. Did you know that? There's two pieces to a magnet, a north and a south, and you've got one in your head and your feet. You're a magnet. Your body is a magnet. Your atoms are only frequency. They are only vibration. You are a magnet to all the things in your life. Oh, and then people say, oh, is that why I, I, uh, I, attract, I attracted in a, a car accident? No, you attracted in a car accident because you're not consciously creating. 
When you're not consciously in control of your energy and your vibration, you are leaving it up to chance. And when it's left up to chance, anything can happen. Anything can happen. You've got to be the one that's in control. You have to be in the driver's seat. Otherwise, you're in the back of the bus and the bus driver can make a turn at any time. Do you want to put your life in that way? I don't think so. If I have the option to be creating and controlling, why wouldn't I do it every single day? You have to understand that it's a new way of living. The way that you've been living before is not the way that you're supposed to be living. That's not what your soul signed up for. That's the bullshit you're healing from. You have to learn a new way of living. And consciously creating a life takes effort. And it takes implementation on your part. And it takes consistency. And it takes discipline. Even when you're not motivated. Do you know... As much as I'm sounding really excited and enthusiastic in this podcast episode, and I am because this has been what I've been wanting to do because I'm so excited about relaunching it, I had a really hard day today. It's 6 p.m. at night right now, and my daughter didn't sleep last night. She hasn't slept the last couple nights because she's cutting teeth. She was crying and just fussy and really emotional all day long, so I was having to really show up a lot for her, and I felt really drained, and I'm tired, and I want to take a nap. And I'm parenting by myself for the next week because Pablo's in Chicago doing a event. It's not really an event. He he is a men's dating and inner game coach. And the way that I talk about inner work, he calls it inner game. And he get has clients who high clients who fly him to work with him one-on-one in person in their city. And so therefore. He's in Chicago working with this lawyer so that he can heal, so that he can meet his soulmate. I love it. So beautiful. Anyways, so I'm here by myself and, and I was tired and it's not, I realized too, thinking about it prior to getting on here, that it's not always that you're motivated and excited to do the healing work, to be on the healing journey, to be on the quest with for your soul. It's a matter that you are disciplined and knowing that doing that is what serves a bigger purpose. And when you choose not to do it, you are choosing your past. And the point is you need to choose your future more times than you choose your past. And you have to view it that way, that every time you get up for a meditation or a release tactic or breath work or Reiki or whatever it is, that you are doing it because you are choosing your future. You have a choice every single day in your life for every single thing that you do. What are you choosing? Are you choosing your past or are you choosing your future? Because every time that you snore your alarm and skip your meditation, you're choosing your past. Every time you wake up and spiral into negative thoughts, you're choosing your past. Every time that you take the same actions and sit and watch trash TV and avoid the emotions that you're feeling, you're choosing your past. Every time that you go into a coping mechanism and numbing yourself with food, alcohol, sex, drugs, whatever it is, you're choosing your past. And you're letting your past run the show. You're letting yourself be in the back of the bus. And I'm asking you, I'm empowering you to step into the driver's seat of your life and choose your future. How would your future self show up? How would your future self feel loved, happy, excited, carefree, abundant, peaceful, joyful, whatever it is, loving, caring, nurturing? 
That's how you have to decide to show up now. And in showing up in that way, you show up for your meditations. You show up for your healing work. You show up to do the shadow work. You show up for all the pieces. You show up to implement and shift the habits. You show up for the new thought patterns. New things implementing into your life creates a new life. Change happens when you change. You have to commit to yourself. It's up to you. One of the things I wish I could do for every person is do the work for them. I can't. I cannot. That's not how it works. You have to do it. You have to do it. I can support you in that journey. I can provide you all of the tools that you need, but you have to show up and decide that your future is worth more than your past. And every single day you have to show up. And on the days it's the freaking hardest, that's when you have to double down and show up the most. That's when you really need to commit in. That's when you really need to nurture the nervous system. It's when you need to do the shadow work or the healing work or the releasing work. That's when you need to dive into the journaling or the meditation. That's when you need to sit in silence with your hand on your heart and let yourself be. Why do you think my business is called Kirby B? It's not because my last name is B. It's because you're supposed to be. Be in your own energy. Sit and listen to what your body is trying to tell you. There's a lot that it'll say to you if you'll sit and listen. You need to learn how to be as this divine being that you are. It takes you showing up for you. I want nothing but the best for you. This is why I create all of these things to support you and nurture you and help you on your journey. But it's up to you. It's up to you. You've got to listen. You've got to trust. You've got to know that each time it's for a bigger purpose. And when you start saying yes more than you start saying no, and I'm saying, I mean saying yes to the things that maybe you don't want to say yes to. I mean saying yes to daily meditations, daily breath work, daily releasing, daily journaling. It sounds good in the beginning, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But guess what? Your past self is going to show up after five, six, seven days and be like, hey, it's really easy to just come back here and be the past way. And you got to be like, nah, I'm committing to my future self. And you have to keep pushing through. The resistance that you feel is your past self saying, hey, stay small, stay a loser, stay tired and exhausted and fearful, stay limited over here. Hey, hey, look at how fun it's been being limited. And you've got to be bigger than that and say, no, I'm choosing love. I'm choosing abundance. I'm choosing freedom. I'm choosing to be in control. You're not in control. You have to choose. You have to decide to take radical control of your life and your future. And you have to show up. It's up to you. It's up to you to stop having excuses for why you can't have the things that you want in your life. It's up to you. And you're divine. And you have all the power within you. And I'm going to show you that this entire year. All right, my darling, I'm going to let you go. This went on way longer than I intended to, but you know what? That's what happens every time. And you missed me, so I know you wanted to hear me. As always, make sure that you are living as a high vibrational being do random acts of kindness. When we give to others, we serve others. We are giving to ourselves. We are serving ourselves. Do to others that you would like to be done to you. Start living in that vibration, in that way. That is what you deserve. You've got to show up with your actions backing who you truly are. And this isn't a random kind of thing. This is an everyday kind of thing. Watch the magic happen in your life as a result of it. I'm telling you, it's amazing. Help other people. This doesn't mean it has to be money. You can do good deeds without having to give one penny. Be a kind, caring person. Kind, caring person. Uh, we're staying in New Jersey by my partner's 
family. And the complex that we're staying at, it's called Irby. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's an interesting kind of complex. I was walking around with my daughter strapped to my chest and I was outside and I went to go, there was people standing inside in order to get in. You have to like use your phone to unlock the door. And I had like bags and my daughter and I looked at these two people who were like inside the door and neither one of them came to open the door because I have to use like a code to open it. And I was like so dumbfounded. I was like, wow, really? I have like a baby. <laughs> like what the heck? I opened the door and I just gave him a smile and I walked in. But you know what? That's not who I am. And yesterday we were standing downstairs waiting for his brother to come pick us up for his mom's 60th birthday party. And there was all these people coming in and out. And every single time I opened the door and I held the door for them because that's who I am. That's what I'm about. And every single time, every person looked at me and was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Like they were so happy and grateful that somebody did that because it's a pain to get your, I, one of the things I hate about this place is that you have to like, you don't get just like a key card to like scan in. You have to like have your phone and click this app and all this. It's like a pain. It's such a pain to do it. Every person was so happy. And there was probably like, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 people. And that's, that's what I want to put out. That's what I want to put into the world. And hopefully the next time those people will open the door for people too. And be the example of what you want in this world. It happens on the micro. And what happens on the micro is what happens on the macro. And imagine all of us, billions of us, coming together and making micro changes like that. Imagine how we would shift this world and the consciousness that would change. Decide that you want to be better. Put the carts away. Push the chairs in. Hold the door for somebody. That's what I'm talking about when I say do random acts of kindness. I'm not telling you to go and give money, this and that. Have these small micro actions be who you are. Be that person. Serve in that way. Try and do it every day. I'll tell you it's fucking great. It's amazing. Pablo, one of his um, love languages is like uh, words of affirmations. And every day I give him, you know, I toot his horn. And man, he's like a little boy. The excitement in his eyes. And it feels good to know that like, He's receiving love in that way by me giving words of affirmations. And I love it. I love it. Okay, that's all, my darling. I could go on forever. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for showing up for this time to be with me. I'm excited for this year. I hope you're excited too. And I cannot wait to continue helping you and serving you on your journey. Thank you so much for showing up with me. And I will see you in the next one.